For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello everyone, it's Oluwani Femi Wale from the TechPoint Africa studio. Yes, and this is another episode of the TechPoint Africa podcast. It's a sunny afternoon in Lagos, Nigeria. On which note should we start from? It's as if the atmosphere is kind of damp and I think I should remember something that excites me. Atmosphere? I they didn't even know you were in the studio yet. After, after I introduced you and you are talking. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, in atmosphere, I was, I was looking pro- around for the atmosphere. <laughs> uh-uh. With me in the studio today is... <laughs> Bolo. Chim was real. Okay, they are in the studio. Now you know. What, did you, what were you saying? So, uh, yeah, which atmosphere is that? Is, is it town or what? Yeah. Which atmosphere is that? I don't want to go into it because this is not a the Lagos sh- atmosphere. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it is today is a bright sunny day. Yeah. It is sunny. It is. Anyway, at the time of this recording, uh, the only the only thing that is damp or down or whatever down is food right now. I just need to eat. Also. <laughs> and all will be well. <laughs> Anybody that doesn't work should not eat. If you've not recorded this podcast, you're not supposed to eat. Anyways, um something that excites me, which you already know. And that's the Modern Workplace Africa Conference. And uh, I'm exactly looking forward to it because looking at our lineup of speakers and they are lit. Trust me. No, no, no. If I lied to you before, they are lit. And you don't want to miss it. Uh, we'll put, we put um, a link in the description. And we'll also sh- play you a video that our CEO recorded to help you know all you need to know about the event. Okay, so I think we should move from there to what we have today. CBN is on its way to getting a permanent um, governor. Uh, in the f- past few days, I think two days ago, yeah, um, a list of nominees for the position of the CBN governor and um, deputy governors have been released and uh, I think we should just mention a thing or two we know about the nominated CBN governor his name is um, Olayemi Michael Cardoso 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 is that Yoruba or Portuguese? <laughs> who knows? Um, Bolu. Portuguese yes uh, Olayemi Cardoso is yeah was nominated by Tinubu Interestingly, he was um, the commissioner for budget and planning in 1999. I think under Tinubu as well, and here he has served as a um, consultant at some notable international organizations like World Bank, United Nations, um, um, Ford, and a lot of others. I think he was also on the board of. Um, 
Chevron and Tech Circle. So I mean, uh, there's there's something Tech Review has usually say and even say when you look at the spec sheets. <laughs> I mean, the spec sheets looks impressive. Okay, yeah, looks impressive. Yes, but you know, it's different to sp- seeing spec sheets and actually using the device are two very different things. Uh-huh. <laughs> Or delivering on exactly what they delivering, say and do. I mean, if you judging by what is coming into, right? Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's coming. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming into fix exactly. or do a miracle. Exactly. So I mean, eighteen year high inflation, um, yeah, a, a naira value that, I mean, we all know what has happened to the naira in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so many policies, botched policies. So I mean, really, as he has his work cut out for him, and again, like I said, the spec sheet is looking impressive, but until he actually it does sound, the job, stand as if you have like your reservations concerning this man. Yes, I have my reservations. Well, I'm, 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 I'm more interested in Tim Gosling's reservations <laughs> <laughs> because he's like he has a trap. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I set a trap for me, so um, this is kind of like... I can't be setting trap for you. Your name is not <laughs> you. So can't be setting trap for you. I mean, it's, it's a God that I can be setting trap for you if, that, if there's any trap. But I really do not... Okay, spec sheet looks impressive based on what... Mm-hmm. The fact that you worked at the World Bank or in what capacity? What what did you do at the World Bank? I think... It, Policymaker and consultant. Okay, well, um, it's still not impressive enough to me, Sha. It's just, it's just like saying you went to Harvard. What did you do at Harvard? But yes, um, bonds aside, Sha. Um, a lot of the problems with Nigeria's economy can be fixed by a CBN governor. Mm. So um, I, I get why it's important to have a CBN governor, um, but a lot of the problems can be fixed by him. I think one thing so, a lot of people also have, like, um, a lot of people are saying if he's going to actually deliver, if he's um, going to do anything, he really needs to be able to work independently. Yes, right. th- that's that's like, like the most important thing. Mm. When you're in a position and you can't come up with policies mm. and push them, when you know the policies for the good of that commission mm. and you are influenced by probably the government or any external body, the extent to which you can perform is limited. Mm. So what I'm holding out hope for, for this, for the nominated CBN governor, if he eventually comes and gets into the position, is him being, um, what's he called? Independent Indi- enough to make uh, yes, independent yeah, enough to make it. decisions, right? It should not be like a a a, um, a rod of punishment in the hands <laughs> of government. Like if you want to punish a group of people, you just say institute this policy and he, 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 everything casts. Yeah, That's which, the word. Which we so, saw a lot of. Yeah. In the last yes. So independence is. If you know, sometimes this thing is something that happens. Um, common it's common when maybe in a new person is coming to a post and there will be a TV or radio program. They say people should call in. What do you expect from this person as a mm. person? If I'm asked, mm. I just want him to be independent. 
there are lots of things that are on ground that are very, very terrible and it's coming to fix it. This is one of the positions you'll be given and you first of all look at yourself and cry. <laughs> be like, where do I want to start from? I'm coming to fix somebody's mess, yeah. right? So I just hope he can do his better and um, five years is a, lo- is a lot of time. It's a lot of time to effect change. Even if it's <sighs> just to scratch. It less than that. If yeah. it can scratch the surface, it's something that anybody <laughs> else that is coming. You scratch the surface, man. That's what just in your house, man. No, no, no. Uh, no, we, we, don't, we don't expect him to perform a miracle. No, you're not expected to perform a miracle, but you can do a good job. So scratching the surface is not... A good job. It's not. It, it should be, f- considering the current no. situation that, the scratch, current, that we are... If you scratch the surface, you not okay, do a good so job. You barely did your job. So let's look at it this way. What are the things that are spot now? One is the Naira has been badly devalued. Inflation is mm-hmm. at an 18-year high. Um, okay, let's just look at those two. Or oh, I don't know. There's, there's a lot. Exaggerate. Right? Um, are they, are they, which like I said, can he solve all these things within five years? Can is it even his responsibility which to solve that? To solve... Uh, well... Your currency devaluation isn't a CBM problem if if you have been honest. It's a policy issue. It's it's okay. It's both policy so what exactly and is economic the, is it's, it's both poli- it's CBS. both policy mm. and political. Mm-hmm. Why is your inflation high? Inflation is just that prices are going up. The CBN doesn't wake up one morning and say, um, let the price of Gary go by thirty percent. There's okay. a reason for that. You have insecurity that has um I recently saw in the news that um, farmers, I think, in Borno State were being amputated by terrorists. Those farmers can't go to the farm. If they can't go to the farm, they can't produce. If they can't produce, your um, yeah, food is scarce, and naturally, the prices go up. So it's not a policy issue in this case. It's now an insecurity problem on that aspect. Are you producing enough to meet local demand? If you're producing enough to meet local demand, naturally, your prices will be okay. But if you're not producing enough, you can't do anything about it. Why do we have um currently why do we have the dollar selling at um nearly a thousand naira if if it hasn't gotten to that? Mm. Um partially because um people need dollars for business or companies, individuals, they need dollars to pay for school fees, they need dollars to um buy raw materials again back to production. You don't produce enough raw materials for most of your industries. So companies are that are located here have to go out to, to source, to for, source for it. Yeah. They can't source for it in Naira. Yeah, I get I get all the problems the you are mentioning. So but it's not but what what would you if you were going to like set a benchmark for him mm. to know if he was successful, what what would that be? To set a benchmark, I think one will be a regulatory issue. Fortunately. Yeah, it would be a regulatory issue. I think it would be with um basically Yes, we are, we are running a floating exchange rate right now. Mm-hmm. Take your hands off it and try and see if there's anything you can do at all to increase supply of Forex. That's something you can do. I think, of course, it's only a quick fix, but maybe over the next six months to a year, you could um, find a way to get more of that. Um, I think the fintech industry should be regulated as much as banks are currently regulated. I think that's something that needs to be worked on. We probably talk about <laughs> it <laughs> later on. Yeah, so that's why I said I think, we talk about see, it, but I, I, I think... think mm-hmm. I think you are supporting what I said. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot of things wrong. Yeah. And there's only so much that CBN can do. 
Mm. But if CBN gets this right in the in the um in the area of regulate, I, I don't I don't like the way you're approaching this regulation thing because going by their history, mm. right? Bringing regulations to a lot to a to a large extent stifles whatever it is. I don't I don't, I don't agree with that. You don't agree. But it's a discussion for another day. Another day. Yeah. So, but we are wishing um, the nominees um, a good run, or if, if they get well, let's hold the wishes until they are appointed. Yes, yes, that I said a good run if they can. If they get appointed, if they get, if they get appointed. appointed, but the chances are looking very. I mean, let's. I'm not saying anything, but um, they most likely will get. Exactly. They most likely. Will but yeah, them. we can revisit this conversation once we are sure that we have a CBN governor in Nigeria. So nah, from there we can go to because you were talking about regulating fintechs in Nigeria the other time and uh, um I don't know whether this news came as a shock or what it was it was so clear in the offing like we've seen it coming and that's the fact that there are um um reports that payday is looking um, to sell. So, yeah. So yes. He's looking for who we acquired them. Six, barely, I think, three months after raising... Three six million. months after six, raising yeah. like three... Was it six or three million months? dollars? I think it was three months. Just a few months. All right, let's just three a months. few yeah. months. Yeah. After raising... Six I'm months. Six months, right? Six months after raising three million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Very, very interesting stuff. Mm. Um, so... I think a lot of things came out that I mean there are a lot of things in that story that you know the fact that they are looking to sell just after raising money is pretty big. Mm-hmm. Is it? Oh wait, okay. It's it's not. I mean, think about it now. It's actually no. But then I think the main crux of the issue is how the startup was being run. Then according you to can the s- yeah, according to the Tekabara article. article. So and if you just to talk about that, to talk about that, you just have to think, uh, you know, one specific thing. I think one thing a lot of people have on to, which is the fact that um, the CEO was as Ori. yeah, Favori was paying himself fifteen thousand dollars every monthly month. salary, yeah, and. They also slashed salaries after after they raised that money. And then, I mean, when you slash people's salaries, right, and then they know you're still earning that much. No full salary. People will feel... Yeah. Why did you slash salaries? not to save money. Yes, and you're still earning. But then he said, he told Tech about that, oh, he's, yeah, he was earning that much, but then he slashed it. At some point, it's not clear when exactly or, or how, how long he was earning. Or how much he slashed the fifteen thousand. Exactly, did you, did you slash it by half? Did you slash it by two percent? <laughs> so slash. That's I think a lot of people on gone to that, and then I also saw, um, I sorry, someone I mean, tweeted something about him, you know, four years ago. Um, he, there was a startup he founded before where he wasn't paying the developers and i remember yes um, and i think Chim was, was cancelled online that yeah. year i'm trying with jackpa that's the startup 
Oh, mm. yes, yes. So I think um payday itself already has a lot of, you know, bad press following it. I mean, even before this reports, you know, uh, a lot of customers could not access funds. Um people were complaining of um and a lot of complaints generally. And this coming out now isn't so much of a surprise. I mean, where do you know there was something wrong, mm-hmm. right? But then we just didn't know how deep or how how bad it was. It was. So it's it's, um, it's it's quite sad. I don't know if I should put it like that because mm. I've spoken with founders of startups that um, are VC funded, and I've spoken with founders that are bootstrapped. There's a kind of there's a way they think that is different. It's as if they exist in different worlds. Right, especially when it comes to managing fund, and uh, when it comes to um, yes, especially managing fund. Right, I don't know whether, but I don't know wh- uh, how the agreement that f- um, investors have with founders, or if they do due diligence, or if they follow up with their books, because these are things that when you give somebody your money to use it to develop a product or make it or scale it you should be able to ask for their books probably every month to see how they are doing because you put you are you are investing here fine mm-hmm. um eight out of nine out of ten startups fail in the first five years fine we know that but you should have done everything you have to do before it fails i think the investors investors do that right I'm yes, pretty, I'm, sh- I'm sure they do that. Yes, they they should, but maybe some don't, because um in a case like this, when where you are burning out investors' fund, because <laughs> what do you want to say? <laughs> no, it all just flashed through my mind, and it's very very interesting. Share it with us. I yeah, can't share it on camera. I'll share it with you guys <laughs> after. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so is it surprising that PD is looking to be, isn't could be interested or could be looking for? An acquirer. An acquirer. It's not. Um, why do I say that? Is it a bad thing to get acquired? Yes, first. yes. Decision and mergers are where yeah, you survive. It's always great. And um, when they raised the seed round, there was a story, I think two days or so after, that, that uh, Money Point, Point was yeah. interested in acquiring yeah, them. them. And Money Point. Um, Rebuffed the story. Said it wasn't. It true. wasn't true. PD declined to comment. I think. Um, I think that was when there was a sense that okay, an acquisition. It's in the offing. In, yeah, it's in the offing. And um, I remember Benjamin Dara made a tweet and he said, um, "Favor has been has proven to be great at building products. Mm-hmm. It's now left to be seen if you can take okay. products from zero. Yeah, he has he has shown that he can do zero to one, but can he go from one to a hundred? I think that was that's the biggest question here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's you could be brilliant, you could be a great engineer and a great salesman, whatever. You could just be very good at starting things, but mm-hmm. companies are not. Uh, I mean, companies are almost like everything in life. You, the fact that you started something is not it's not good enough. It's good that you started something, but can that thing? Can you grow it? Can you keep it alive for as long as is humanly possible? That's now where your metal as a founder is tested. I, 
So oh, okay. in his own case, we've seen him launch several products and build them to the point where it's got a lot of users, right? But sustainability has always been an issue. It's either, um, it, in fact, it has always been some form of misconduct. It's either you're not paying people appropriately or you're, you're reneging on um, your your agreements. Like all of these issues have always come up. And I know that when, um, I think last year or so, there, there, were, there were these conversations about, is he a new, has he turned a new leaf? Has anything changed and all of that? And I don't know why, that's why I said we need fintechs to be regulated, right? Um, the problems they had are not exactly, um, they are not new problems. problems. They are not, yeah. I, I, yeah external so, influence. Exactly. It's because it's, it's, no, it's not external. It's not external. It's not, it's not external. And it comes back to something that you may have noticed. Very few startups have failed because of external problems. Most of them, I'm, and I'm speaking of in the last three to four years, most like of them the have always failed the because those, of The ones that are not failed as from external so problems like to, right dealing. Yeah, you know that, that one they're going to hire a ton of staff that them now six year. months later. That's another thing that people should. And this is a, this is a, this is a funny conversation because it touches everybody, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just the founders. Yeah. Why are founders paying this ri- ridiculous amount? Um, tech has taken on that, um, like Kalitoga of very very lucrative field, right? Yeah. And so people get into tech with certain expectations. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you see some conversations, people are like, "You want to pay me a senior developer, um, three hundred k? Something must be wrong somewhere." That's ridiculous. Right. That's ridiculous. I, I don't know if it's ridiculous because it is, um, it's outrageous uh, for somebody to be like a senior developer. If you have at least five years of experience, why will you be offering that kind of person three hundred thousand? I'm not saying that they should ask for five million. I'm just saying that it should actually offer them what is commensurate with their experience. But I'm not trying to invalidate the fact that a seed round, uh, a seed stage startup should not be offering like outrageously um, big um, amount to maybe you want to push that person from a bigger startups. That is what I don't agree with. You're not supposed to yeah. be using the money you raise to be paying salary. Okay, maybe... Anyway, before developers come for me, but I'm not saying they should not pay you guys well. Though. I'm just saying, if you're going to... And maybe it's not the people who are... It's not the employees who set the standard in a way. Um, if I'm the founder, if I'm your investor, I would I, I would think that you are... You have, like, you are very, very frugal with your expenses. So mm-hmm. maybe if you can do it, just one or two senior developers... Instead of hiring like three, Good. four, products. yeah, if you can do it just one or two, maybe you can do that and then pay them a little bit below market um, market rate, and then try to compensate in other ways. But yeah. the a situation where you are a seed stage startup mm. and you are offering two hundred, three hundred k for positions that. Your competitors who are better funded, larger, older, mm-hmm. like you're you're paying at the same level. It doesn't make sense. It, it's doesn't. like 
you just start a new company and you want to be paying as well as every other person. It doesn't I think, make sense. I think I should just mention it before we move on to the next thing. Uh, we're, we're saying off camera how um, this this issue is everybody is involved in it. Both the um, investors, both the talent themselves, the startups, mm. even the media. I'll, you get I'll take out the talent. I'll take out the talent because um the talent tells you what to pay mm-hmm. but ultimately you're the one that says okay based on what i have this is how, how what i can pay yeah of course if 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 so you need them you will still want to go to go for at least something close to what they are requesting for I yeah mean, that, but you could mm. you are it's easier for you to walk away than for the talent to walk away it's well, easier it's easier for that's you that's why i said away. is the uh, okay this for the the ecosystem too mm-hmm. is, a, is a problem because yeah when people position themselves and they because they've been in that field for a long time and they give you this idea that this is how much you should ask for for your years of experience of course the talent will go for it so mm-hmm. these four group of people should just find a way to fix themselves around it so that we don't we don't like paint our reputation like the funding scene because when you start when you start counting one two yeah. three four five startups that are closing down or losing their businesses just for not ma- managing their investors fund well it's going to give a bad brand to the nigerian tech ecosystem so i hope we can do better and we are here in the media space to report it yeah so from there we're moving to another startup founder where well, that it rough in the past, and is there's this Yoruba proverb that say, if a us should knock you down, you get back on it. Transliterally, like that. If a Yoruba person, you get what I'm trying to say. I'll but get yeah, back on it. are you a Yoruba person? <laughs> you not get back on it. And you don't know what you don't want to go to where you are going. Um, I'm talking about Abasi. Abasi Obong is the. We, um, the former, former founder, founder of, of uh, 54 Gene. The I mean, genomic you're sure founder of 54 yeah, Gene. Yeah, founder, I think former CEO mm. of 54 Gene. And he's starting another genomic startup. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, Chip Gosjun, tell us about it. I mean, it's. it's that time is really. pretty straightforward. This is something that should spark conversation because um, when you talk about serial entrepreneurs, Right, last week we were talking about Olumide. What's his name again? Dio Olumide. Yeah, and we're talking about how many e-commerce startups he has tried before. Yeah. right. Um, right from the days of Glue, then to Payport. Mm. Is it Payport? No, was he? Was Payport? Um, uh, Paypeka. Paypeka. Thank you. I knew I was mixing something up. Yeah. And we saw how he has always been in the e-commerce space and he's always looking for what to work, what mm-hmm. we work, right? We understand those kind of serial entrepreneur. But um, if you notice, he, he, he has approached the e-commerce thing in different ways, mm-hmm. right? So for this person sh- to now um, be going back into genomics and we have this idea and maybe the, the way 54G turned out gave us the idea that um, this kind of um establishment is a good one but it requires a long number of years to to for you to see the impact because it requires a lot of research and development and yeah. it needs a lot of funds yeah and when vcs are giving you money they're expecting that returns will be close you get and you can't do that with this kind of stuff so i'm just i, I just want us to 
talk about why is going back to this kind of um oh i see war, so in startup so i'm not holding product. brief for him <laughs> let me start with that uh, that disclaimer but it's up to you what business you decide to run really okay and um should you do a business or should you get into a sector that is maybe a few years ahead of its time yeah it's also up to you for some reasons um we have people in the in the in the US who are trying to work on a long getting life and mm. they are getting funded by VCs right yeah he is, that, is, hmm? are, are, is it really VCs that are funding them? yeah VCs are investing in they are okay so there are specialized VC firms that okay. do health tech so you they do biotechnology investments mm. you don't it's not the usual software play okay. so they just focus on that We have specialized firms in Europe and the US. We are not at the level where we can afford specialized firms in in Africa so yeah. you can have that. Mm-hmm. Um why is he doing it? Um a lot of reasons or possible reasons. Maybe he thinks he could do something entirely different. And um the way he left 54 Gene doesn't look like an amicable decision like something he did on on his own. So it's now It's not clear exactly the reason he left or the reasons that led to his departure. Mm. Um I suspect there there was something wrong not necessarily with the business model. It it was it was a management issue probably falling out with investors falling out with the board and all That's of that. Possible. That could be the reason or the major reason he left and he thinks so um his senior management at the new startup also have or has um, someone from 54 gene mm-hmm. i think okay. two mm-hmm. i think two people as well were basically some of his team members from oh, 54 gene are here um if it's it's very similar to what we are talking about or it could be similar was it corporate governance i've seen some conversations that look like there was is- there were issues with their corporate governance mm-hmm. and um basically it's just another reminder that we should start having these conversations and mm. that they should become more like people should start taking them more seriously because if it's a corporate governance issue that led to his departure then are you going to fix it in the new company mm-hmm. but as for whether you want to do this there are other sources of funding be- beside them or beyond venture capital maybe I, you want he wants to I explore have, that i have a theory though so um the thing about people who venture into spaces where you don't you wouldn't normally get a lot of people venturing into is usually a case of um they usually feel very strongly about it mm-hmm. right so what i'm thinking is if you strongly about it um and then i would also pose another theory that they probably got the wrong kind of funding at 54 gene because like you said it's something that requires a mm-hmm. i mean you need a lot of room to research develop you need a lot of funding right they probably got investors you remember that story of um of that startup that um i think it's ai startup benwa ubenwa yes, yes. You see how long they've been on yes. this research, research and development what they are doing is very 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 exactly. like it's going to be 
groundbreaking I, I and life changing. Those those are businesses at the beginning they don't even have a business model. Mm-hmm. There's there's no even there isn't usually a money making model at that uh, yeah. start. Whose fault is that? The VC. Your fault. No, it's the market. It's, it's because it's not really it's the, market. the market. No, see, see, I think it's because of the kind of solution you're trying to provide. It's not a see the thing is just like hardware, like the hardware space. Mm-hmm. One thing I've noticed about the hardware space is that one thing is for you to create the solution. The other thing is for you to now create a way to market it. Most no, times you see people that have already created the solution. And then the second thing is, it now takes them another eight years to now discover a way to create a to bring to create a product that people can actually afford, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's very difficult. No, I have a different view on that because okay, okay, what's the business model? How you make money? money. Simple. Is that simple? Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, you may not have a strict business model. Or you should have a business model, except you're doing a non-profit. If you're not doing a non-profit, you should have a business model. I should see a clear path because when I'm investing, I'm asking you, okay, this is what you do. I may not understand exactly how it works, or how are you making money from it, or how do you intend to make money from it. If you can't tell me, then we shouldn't be talking really. That's it. So, so the fact that your business will take a while before it gains widespread acceptance or maybe for you to get to the point where you're making really good money. It doesn't stop you from having a business funding. model or receiving funding. Why do I say that? Um, fund cycles are like 10 years. Mm-hmm. 10 years is a long time, right? And they are just saying, we want to recoup our investment. If you run a proper business, if I give you a million dollars, in 10 years, at the very least, you should be able to, if you run a proper business, you should be able to give me hel- give me um, healthy returns. Now, Will you have achieved your goal at that point? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But you should have still been able to show some progress, right? So, let's say you take the money and you're taking it with the intention that, look, we have a 10-year plan to get to this. This Like, these are milestones that we need. Don't take money for a goal you don't... Like, you, a goal, you, a, a goal that isn't defined. clearly defined. That's where I differ. Your your uh, your hardware solution, that is not a funding problem. It is now you looking at it and saying, okay, we are ten years away from people being able to afford this. this. Product. How do we stay in business until that day when people can afford this? You keep should we? Now. Yeah, should we maybe make? Should we target a different segment of the market? So, for example, let's let's look at um, what's the name of this electric um, steel tech. For example, should we forget about the mass market? We, we can always work on them. Should we focus on businesses alone? Mm-hmm. If I focus on businesses, okay, businesses, are, they probably have more money. Not probably, they have more money than individuals. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should do that while waiting until the day that customers can do, can, yeah. And that's it. It's not you telling me you want to do this one goal like that that is so far off in the future that you can't even see. It makes no sense. Isn't it a business so, uh, model? I think we should try to case. close with this, right? Um, from your perspective, now from the arguments you are making, how do you feel a genomic startup in Africa, in the mm-hmm. African market, and an African market can make money if, either in the short run or in the long run? First of all, I'm no, I'm, I'm no genomics expert, so okay. I can't tell you how you will make money. What I can tell you is you're the expert. You know every application or you should know every application of your 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 
your service, your product, you know how it works, right? Go figure out, do you want to serve? What market do you want to serve? Do you the African market. Yeah, so do you the, want no, to? You know, the, the, the case I'm trying to make is the fact that whether they had, have a business model or not, mm. it's a long-term play. Yes, I'm not disputing that. Yeah, so but the fact that it's a long term long term play doesn't mean you shouldn't you should not start. Yeah, that's, they should start. So, wh- so where we're coming from out? is the side of the investors. Mm-hmm. Given yeah. the way the the, the, the amount nobody nobody is holding cycles, a gun to How many funding head. cycles that startups have to make? Like Series A, Abi, um, Seed, Precid, mm-hmm. Series A, Series B. Some of them is even. Um, raise series F and still go there's and shut down. There's no one that says you must raise X amount of money. It's a, it's a very simple thing. You're you're building a business. But it's capital intensive. Doesn't it still doesn't? Are you going to be the first person to build a capital intensive business? What, what, what I'm saying, what, what I was trying to say is, they probably got investors that were um, not the long term for. Thing. I mean, me, I'm I'm looking at it from this perspective now. What if I mean f- how how long has Fortawe been around? That's it's not up to a decade. Not yet. It's not up to a decade, but then I'm sure the investors have been getting returns. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. imagine a business. Except you're the LS, LS investor. Okay, but imagine a startup where after ten years there's still no returns and they still seat. need to keep raising. Not even this is not crypto, you're. This, this is not crypto. Eh? This is not crypto that you're Binance and trading crypto. Uh, crypto. You know how investors get their money back a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that I invested in you, mm-hmm. my f- options of getting my money back is an exit or an acquisition. Mm-hmm. What question you could be asking now is, oh, should I be building a genomic startup to sell to a big um, biotechnology company in the US? That's... Oh. Or should I f- just build for myself? If you don't, if, that's an option for you. You can build to sell to a big, um, big tech company in the US. It's an option for your investors. So maybe you do not need to wait for like the next 25, 30 years. You just build over the next 10 years and sell. It's I think not, I think I think we should. Not a, take I don't this. To blame the investors because we we've not seen any this. indication. <laughs> Wait, no, that no, no, these days I'm typically on the side of the investors for some reason. Maybe because I I write a lot about them, but it's because it's not always investor that is in you. It's not investor that will give you business model. Mm-hmm. Of course, some of them can be silly and just be um, giving out money without um, too much due diligence and or that. But you're the one who has to come up with the business. The investor is not the expert. He doesn't run your business day to day. You may have specialized firms where maybe investors like 30, 40 years of experience in this sector, mm-hmm. but ultimately you do the work. So go figure out how you want to run a genomic startup in Africa and then come to the investor. Don't go to the investor and then start figuring out how you want to run a genomic. You won't be the first person. Like, look at Jumia. Yeah. Not a very good example, right? But they were they came long before e-commerce became acceptable. Okay. And they, um, they made the mistake of going, like, they could have raised way less money than they've, than they've done mm-hmm. and still stayed alive, yeah. uh, between their time for when Africans are ready, ready for, for e-commerce. So, basically, don't build your business for an investor. Build your, build your business because you want to solve a problem or because you want to live a good life. That's also a valid reason. But really, don't build it for an investor. Okay. I think I was dropping gems for us. But I know. 
We will carry this argument to behind the camera. We don't want yes, to keep you waiting, but you can drop your. You can. <laughs> yes, we will. Don't mind, Volu. It's not going to eat until we finish this argument. Um, yes, you can um, also follow other news that we've um, we've discussed on the website, talking about how Kenya's communication authorities director general was suspended over corrupt practices. It's a mm. funny story. You should go and read it on the on the start <laughs> on the on the website. Also, um uh, Safari comes collaboration with Apple, how convexity that um Nigerian startup made it to Circus pitch finals yeah. and also I three announces second quarter and finally NASPA CEO steps down. Yeah. All the stories are on tech and on the Tech Point Africa website. Um if you had Shingo's doing the other time he also has a series that is running equity merchants where he speaks with people that put their money in startups. And those who collect the money too. Yes. And their experiences and how it turns out most of the time, what influences them cutting um cutting a check for for a, a startup and everything. You can you can also look out for that series on the Tech Point Africa website. Once again, the Modern Workplace Africa conference is on that. I say excited. Oh Lord, yes. If you've not registered, if you know what I'm doing behind the scene, trying to get speakers that are going to drop inside at the event, you understand what I'm talking about. Don't miss this, so don't miss if you miss it. It's on you because I've tried. I've tried. tried. So tried. yes, tech, um, the Tech Point of our podcast is also heading towards its 200th edition. Are you look, mm. looking forward 200. to it? Wait for yeah. trivia's that will release and. We don't know what you can you can um, win from it, but <laughs> just look out for it. Just look out for it. And thanks to everyone that have been following us on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and also our What's audio up? listeners. Yes, you mean you following us on WhatsApp? On WhatsApp, yes. Like I'm, I'm tormenting them on my WhatsApp status. Mm-hmm. Thank you for always following. And our audio listeners, um, Volu should tell you thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And you can always find us on um, on our audio platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Hyatt Radio, and anywhere else you get your podcast. Get your podcast. Yeah, Um. thanks for sticking with H-Factor us here. this far. Fa- what was it? So, Eddie Whatever. Excuse me. Is it me? Hmm. Yeah, I had to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it starts with H. I heart radio. See, why are you agreeing? <laughs> well, see, ask him if I have not done H factors. I'm here like this for the past five minutes. It not face me. It's trying to frustrate me. Who cares? <laughs> I'll wear my Yoruba badge on my forehead. Whatever. And uh, yes, um, we'll see you next week. And yes. I believe you will see your fave next week is on the trip and it will be back. You know what I'm talking about here? Ooh, right. who's that? Get out. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hello. My name is Muiwa Matunuko, co-founder and CEO of TechPoint Africa. And I'd like to personally invite you to the Modern Workplace Africa Conference. The Modern Workplace Africa Conference is a garden of HR professionals, business leaders, employees, 
job seekers, and thought leaders across various industries in Africa. There, we'll have conversations around talent management, mental health, work-life balance, and much more. If you have a job or you need one, the Modern Workplace Africa Conference is for you. We're talking founders, CEOs, employees, HR professionals, gig workers, and freelancers. At the Modern Workplace Africa Conference, we'll have panel sessions, networking sessions, masterclasses around topics like how to thrive in the gig economy, how to hire and retain top talent, and data-driven recruitment. There will also be a job fair, so if you are looking to advance your career, you can meet hiring managers there. The Modern Workplace Africa Conference will hold on the 21st of October, 2023, at the Landmark Event Center, Victoria Island, Lagos. The event is completely free to attend, but we also have paid options for HR professionals and business executives who want access to the deep dive masterclasses. Organizations can also purchase bulk tickets for their employees. To learn more, please visit modernworkplaceafrica.com or go to the URL on your screen. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.